Yeah, I I'm not a big football fan, but I was watching. I watched the first half of the game, and I was like, "This is boring." It's time to stand up or shut up with your hosts Chris and Jen. This is the Theme Park Stand Podcast. Hey, hey, hey! It's your favorite podcast, the Theme Park Stand Podcast. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking. It's it's been a long day. It's, today's Monday, right? <laughs> yes, I. That was that was incredible. Um, hello guys, welcome back to the New Park Sim Podcast. We have quite the episode for you today. Um, we got a bunch of news and stuff to talk about, but we also have a guest that's going to be joining us here in just a little while. Alex Ramsey, um, the director of marketing, HR, and IT from Alabama Adventure, and you're not going to want to miss it. So stick around. Yeah, stick around, guys. Um, but so, before we get there, yeah. before we get there, um, we've had a super, super busy day or a couple of days um, in the coaster world. So, first, did you see Hershey Park's post? Uh, do you know how excited this podcast was when we saw the Intamin logo on a box sitting in front of a Hershey Park front gate? <laughs> yeah, like even it's definitely going to be like new restraints for Sky Rush, one hundred percent. But even that is so exciting. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm very hyped for it. Yeah, I mean, anytime Parks, you know, still working with Intamin do that so it still means they have a good relationship so that's amazing um the question is do they also change the restraints on any of the other intimins while they're at it oh i kind of doubt it but i do kind of hope so they're not as i would say they're not as like polarizing as the sky rush restraints so i would assume that it's probably just the sky rush restraints right now yeah, and I also feel like for like the general public, like the general public really does like those over shoulder restraints. Like they feel safer. So I just those rides are a little intense. I I don't see them changing those restraints. If they did, they would have to go something like Maverick, I would assume. That soft strap instead of like those vesty type deals. Oh yeah, definitely. But still, nonetheless, you know, the rumor came out this past like summer into fall that we think that Skyrush was going to get new restraints. So it sounds like it may be happening. The stats on the box were all like Skyrush stats. So yeah, I did notice that too. I wasn't like, I'm not good enough with my stats to like 100% be like, yes, Skyrush stats. But I was pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's really exciting. And then, um, the other park in that area, Dorney, uh, has released some awesome details about what else they're doing this coming year. Yeah, we we got a decent amount out of them to start um, in the area um, in the area for the steel mill, like where Iron Menace is going to be. We're going to have some like big additions there, like a new restaurant, um, a new shop, and then um, what was the last thing? 
I think there is one more thing. I could be wrong. It could just be the restaurant in the shop. But either way, like the theming, the concept art, it looks fantastic. It's going to be so good. Yeah, they're, they're re-theming the gliders. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They look incredible. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, so excited for those uh, MT buckets, I believe is what they're going to call the, that now. Um, for McTavish, MT buckets. And then get it like they're empty. <laughs> oh, I get it. Um, and then yeah, the food in the uh, the uh, they're gonna have outdoor seating area with the food with the new restaurant. Um, so that's really exciting. They're actually getting on started on all that work right now. Um, so shout out to them. And then Jen, do you want to kind of go over what possible changes might happen to Steel Force? Oh yeah, so um. They put a good amount of money into a new ride system for Steel Force. Like, um, I don't know how else to describe that. I don't know why I said like, but a whole new ride system, like electronics. So that maybe that's what I meant. I don't know. It's yeah. too late, guys. Um, I'm hoping because I think that's what they did to Mamba, and people love Mamba after they did that. So I'm kind of hoping that. It ends up like Steel Force is already fantastic. Yeah. I, I like hope it just gets better. So, when Steel or when Mamba got that new system, you know what they did is they turned off the mid course brake run. So, <laughs> I wonder if that could happen now that they, if they replaced Steel Force ride system, maybe it'll let yeah. them turn off the brake run mid course. That would be so good. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Um, so, you know, more to come from Dorney. I think they also uh, announced some sort of, or they're thinking about some sort of winter chill out type tour. So kind of uh, small, uh, not as big as your Cedar Point, but um, it'll be exciting, especially you're going to get that uh, Iron Menace construction views. Should be yeah. mostly done by then. Yeah, I would think so. I think that it should be mostly done by then. They're moving exactly. so fast. Yeah. I mean, they're, we haven't had an update that I've seen yet where they have shown the completed uh, tilted loop, but I'm sure it's almost done. Um, but you guys are about to get a bunch of snow up that way, so... <laughs> yeah, but I I don't I don't know how much I believe that if I'm being honest. I was supposed to get we were supposed to get snow tonight and it's 50 degrees and raining. Yeah. We so. were supposed to get snow here, but it kind of tracked more south. And then I just, there's a weather guy I follow and he's been pretty good. And he's, it looks like it was like 10 inches of snow in the Philly area. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I'll believe it when I see it. But as of right now, I'm not really believing it because it's raining in 50 when it said there it was going to um, And then one of the, uh, the more saddening news stories of this past, actually today, uh, was the water park construction, indoor water park Oceana at Lisaburg just burst. Like, ex there were huge explosions and burst in the flames, and it has burnt to the ground. Yeah, literally, I saw someone today posting. They said it was a total loss, like completely destroyed. That's so sad because they were almost done it. It was supposed to open the spring, I think. Yeah, later. Yeah, they uh, all I saw all I, all I saw was opening later this year, which still could be spring. Um, and I mean, they I mean that was millions and millions of dollars of work 
just gone in an instant. Um, just, just disheartening if you're that park and a fan of that park and waiting to see that. Um, the reports that I read, there were some people that were injured, but I don't know if they were injured badly. Um, and I don't think there's anybody died. So that's just preliminary reports. I haven't read anything else in the past few hours. Um, but I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine being that close to and just seeing that in person. Yeah, I. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine like the people that have put so much effort and just like I feel like if you're building a part your park, you're probably putting your whole entire heart and soul into this park, and then to just watch it explode in front of your eyes and just burn to the ground. Yeah. I, the whole entire thing is heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Um, and obviously the speculation, you know, is still swirling about like what caused it. Um, I've seen the chemicals from the water park, you know, they have to have a lot of chemicals there for the clean water. Uh, but then also I, I read somewhere that it could, so I, one of the construction workers left a welding like blowtorch on and, and interacted with something. And that turned out to, make it go boom. Um, so, I mean, obviously we'll follow along with whatever happens, but just disheartening for Lisa Berg. Um, I hope that they can recover financially from that. Um, Cause that's a big loss. Yeah. That is a giant loss. I don't even know. Yeah. Like where do you go from there? Do you start rebuilding? Like, yeah, it's like in, in these other countries, I don't know what, like, is there is there insurance? I assume that there's insurance for this stuff um, because they obviously have to have insurance on their, in case something happens to a guest. Um, yeah, I'm sure that, they probably do yeah. have some type of insurance in place, but it's still, even with the insurance in place, like, they've had to be working on this for years. This is going to be another... They're going to have to, like, remove all the debris. If they're going to use the same site, removing the debris, like, ooh, yeah. it's yeah. so sad for that part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, once again, that was Lisa Berg in Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, I know some some um, European parks, the government is involved in their theme parks, so maybe they'll be able to help out with that. Um, not sure. Uh, but if you are, if you know of anything, you know, like that with that park, let us know. Uh, but otherwise, we hope they rebuild it. Yeah, we definitely hope so. And we hope only good things for them in the future because this is a giant heartache for them, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, well, I believe it's time to get into our guest. So, um, Jen, do you think uh, we should bring him in now? Yeah, let's bring him in. All right, everybody. We are welcomed today by our guest, Alex, from Alabama Adventure and Splash Adventure. How is, how's it going today, man? It's going great. I'm happy to be here. I was saying before this, I think this is my first podcast, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on. It's um, just such a fun night. Fun yeah, night's a great thing to do, guys. No, it's an exciting part of the year. I mean, parks are getting ready to open up. There's just, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, announcements are kind of over at this point, but, uh, you know, it's still exciting. Park openings right around the corner. Yeah, we're ramping up to hopefully a great sp spring for a lot of these parks. Yeah, for sure. No, it'll be a great season. A lot of cool stuff happening in the industry right now. So what uh, what is your season run down there? So we have a short season. We are kind of primarily a water park, actually. Uh, about 80% of our guests spend 
most if not all their time in the water park so we kind of run water park hours right now uh we're exploring expanding as we expand our amusement park which is in the plans um but yeah so for right now we pretty much run um may through the beginning of september so really pretty short season uh got to pack as much fun and excitement in a short period of time as we can so it's a pretty short season really yeah yeah i mean hey no matter as long as the park is open i'm good with that <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure and you know it's a uh, we're again being a water park and a family-owned thing you know it's a uh, it's still a lot to do uh for even a short season you know it's pretty small full-time staff here um and so a lot of stuff has to happen to make everything work you know yeah, and I would imagine like the amount that you guys probably have to do in that small amount of time is you guys probably have a very crazy season. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like right now we've got uh, 12 full time people total. Uh, that wouldn't even be a maintenance department at a medium park, you know, <laughs> like yeah. uh, so. I mean, that's not even the group sales department of some parks. It's <laughs> crazy. Um well, why don't you kind of tell us uh, and introduce yourself a little bit and like how you got started and, and how you ended up where you are now? Yeah. So uh, I started in the industry in 2014. Uh, I started working at Frontier City while I was in college um, and uh, had no plans. Uh, ask anyone who works in this industry and 90% of them will say, I had no plans of working in the amusement park industry. Uh, but somehow we all get sucked in and we end up sticking, sticking around. But, uh, but yeah, worked at Frontier City uh, in operations and rides um, and uh, kind of pretty quickly moved up um, to be the operations manager there. Um, really enjoyed my time there. Um, by I uh, went through working for uh, Premier Parks managing the park and then also uh, through the Six Flags transition, um, which was a lot of, uh, we'll say fun. How about that? Um, <laughs> it was it was a challenge. It was it was fun. Um, and, uh, so yeah, then some, the previous, uh, operations director reached out to me and he had moved here to be the general manager, um, and said, Hey, I've got a marketing job for you. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, that sounds great. I kind of helped out a little bit on the marketing side at frontier city, uh, mainly just doing photos and videos and stuff like that. Um, cause that's kind of a passion thing for me. Um, and so, so yeah, he said, I've got a marketing job. Um, only caveat, you got to do HR too. And I was like, okay, sure. I can do HR. We'll figure it out. Um, so, uh, for the first two years I was here, I was marketing in HR. And then two years ago, um, I, uh, also took on it as well. So now I am the director of HR marketing and it. Um, and so, uh, I do a little bit of everything and, uh, you know, just try to, keep everything afloat if I can. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to um, dig a little more. I did not know. Frontier City is one of my favorite parks. That just made me so happy. I think it's so underappreciated. I adore that park. What ride did you like operate? Did you? So I started, the first ride I learned was the Sky Coaster, which is no longer operational there, um, I think. It may be. I don't think it is. Um, and so I did. I was in the attractions department, which was the the upcharge attractions. Um, so I did Sky Coaster and Go Karts. Um, 
And so my first year I got promoted to lead and then to supervisor. So when I was a supervisor, I was in charge of all of the rides and the aquatic section. Um, and then um, whenever I became assistant manager, uh, I got shows and uh, um, park services and special events like Halloween and stuff um, added on to that. And then I became the manager and then security and safety and a lot of there. I did a lot of stuff there too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, um, I went into that park thinking nothing and I came out of the park. It's, it's probably one of my favorite six flags parks and I'm crazy. I have silver bullet in like my top 10. Coaching. Wow. I'm obsessed with silver bullet. I wow. <laughs> top 10. It's a great ride. I mean, I've probably, I've probably ridden that ride over 200 times. It is a fantastic ride. Uh, no. Yeah. That park is so underappreciated. It's, it's crazy how underappreciated it's got incredible theming. It was built in 1958. Um, and so it's an old park. It's still got a lot of charm. Um, and, uh, you know, the people that are, are local to the park, really care about the history and the theming and making things look good. And so, um, you know, it still keeps that, you know, I don't want to talk trash on any theme park chains, but, uh, you know, they, yeah. they, they keep a little bit of the six flags at bay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And I was like, and everyone who worked there just seemed like they actually genuinely loved working there, Yeah, which was such a refreshing like it was such a refreshing thing. I, I adored that park. That just it, that completely made my day that you were there. I loved it. I feel yeah. like no one ever talks about Frontier City. Yeah. No, whenever you reached out, I think um, I, I listened to the most recent podcast whenever you reached out and you guys were talking about Frontier City. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I talk about Silver Bullet at Frontier City all the time. Like anytime, that I, <laughs> anytime I have the chance, I talk about Silver Bullet at Frontier City. It's like it's like a mini sil or not Silverwood, um, Missouri, um, Branson. What's Silver that Dollar part? City. Silver Dollar City. Yes. Wow. Don't know why I blanked on that, but yeah, it's kind of a mini Silver Dollar City ish sort of kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. I could see it. Yeah. So I got to ask, what is uh, what's your favorite thing to do or ride at your current park? So. This is this is going to be this is going to be an answer that's going to need some sad explanations, which is probably one of your listener questions, if I were to guess. Uh, so obviously, the best ride at Alabama Adventure when you're talking amusement park is the Rampage. Um, and I'm guessing one of the questions, because we did announce at the ACE event uh, in the South Central ACE event, uh, that uh, unfortunately, Rampage is not going to be opening this year. Um, that's you know the worst thing i mean anytime a coaster doesn't open it's just the saddest thing right but the the good thing is it's not going to be closed forever um we actually just had someone out yesterday um to look at it and figure out what our refurbishment plan is going to be and all that kind of stuff we kind of did a postseason our postseason checks and stuff like that and uh you know we just we so the cook family which we'll get into the Cook family, I'm sure. Um, but uh, the Cook family's owned the park since 2014. Um, and uh, every year that they have owned the park since then, they put over a half million dollars into the ride on average every single year. Um, which whenever 80% of your 
attendance is in the water park, that's just not sustainable, right? Um, and, uh, you know, this past year, it's 26-year-old coaster uh, built in 1998. Um, and uh, it was less standing but not operating for, for two years before the Cook Spot, the park. Um, and so it just, it needs so much work. Um, and, uh, this last season, it, it took a beating, um, you know, those woodies designed in 1998, they weren't, this, this was probably the last coaster not designed with a computer. Uh, it was all math and on paper. And so the turns aren't banked as much as they should be and, uh, all that kind of stuff. So it just, it beats itself up, man. Um, and so we have put so much time and effort into making it run smoothly and be safe and all that kind of stuff. We spent over a million dollars on it uh, year before last. Um, and so, I mean, we've just been fighting with this thing, trying to keep it going, you know, cause it's such a good ride. I mean, have you, either of you guys ridden it? Have you guys ridden at the park? Okay. Okay. Um, it's a fantastic coaster. I mean, it is on most people's top five woodies. It is incredible. Um, but it just beats itself up. And so, um, our plan is, is to not open it this season, which sucks. Um, but to spend this season figuring out a longer term solution for it. Um, and, uh, we haven't announced this yet, but I'll go ahead and say it. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll say anything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we're, we're looking into different options from like RMC. We're looking at Titan track. We're looking at a bunch of stuff not to do a full conversion. Don't all the Woody enthusiasts come at me. Um, you know, it's still gonna, it's still gonna be a Woody. It's still gonna be, you know, the good old Woody feeling. Um, but we're looking at reprofiling some of the turns, adding, you know, like I said, like some Titan track or maybe some kind of RMC, um, something to, uh, you know, the places where it kind of beats itself up a little bit. That way we spend a lot of money up front, but we're not spending half a million, a million dollars every single year for a ride that honestly doesn't get huge ridership. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it sucks. It's my favorite ride. Going back to the original question, Rampage is my favorite ride. It's so much fun. It's a blast. Definitely come out and ride it. It's worth the trip. If you're going to Atlanta, uh, you know, Six Flags Atlanta or uh, Fun Spot Atlanta to go ride the the new RMC over there, it's only a two-hour trip over. It is worth it just for the Rampage. Incredible ride. Um, but in order to keep it going, we have to close it this year, which sucks. Yeah, but I feel like in the long run, you guys are going to be happy you did it. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple million here, a couple million there. Eventually, it starts yeah. being real money, and <laughs> so, and you know, we are we're a family park, um, and so uh, it's we don't have the same resources as a lot of parks. Um, it's really great in some ways. Uh, you know, the owner's office is two doors down from mine. Um, if I have an idea, I can go to him, and it'll probably happen. Um, there's not all the corporate overhead. It's awesome, but we're missing some of those resources to do big projects. And so it takes time to do stuff. And so we figured it was worth it to close it for the year and then, uh, you know, open it and have it run for the next 30 years without having to invest crazy money into it every year, you know? Yeah. Um, so with that being closed for the season, did you have to like adjust your marketing strategy at all? Or is that not something that you guys think about? Like, is yeah. not that big of a draw for your park? 
So the weird thing is, is it is a draw, even if people don't write it. Uh, they like the idea that they could write it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so uh, we have we actually haven't publicly announced that it's not opening this year yet. Um, I'm working on a video right now to release um, later this week or early next week to announce that to the public and explain why. Because we don't want to just be like, rise out opening, sorry, get over it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We want people to understand that like, we do care. We do want it to be open. We are going to, you know, invest in the future of the amusement park. Um, and um, so I want to make sure that message is right. And so it's taken a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, figuring out what the script should be and kind of the mood of the video and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, so yeah, hoping to publicly announce that soon, more publicly announce it. Uh, it's kind of out there, but our the local gp doesn't really follow coaster stuff at all you know so yeah i do love like the it being a smaller park i feel like you guys can have that connection and be more in depth where like a lot of the times we don't know why our coaster doesn't open for sometimes years at a time yeah and i mean that's another great thing about um you know the family-owned aspect is like if i feel like we should announce it in a certain way I just say, Dan, I think this is how we should answer. He says, cool. I trust you. Do whatever you think, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's a tragedy, but overall it's going to be so much better in the long run. Uh, if you've ridden, um, is it white lightning at fun spot in, uh, kiss me or Orlando, whichever yeah. fun spot. Yeah. They've got, um, Titan track on there and it's just, it's a smooth ride. It still feels like a Woody. Um, so we're hoping for that kind of a thing. Yeah, and then um, I think Mind Blower now has portions of the Titan track too. They have the RMC yeah, two way. Yeah, they have the mm -hmm. two way track. Yeah, um, but either way, like both of them, White right, Lightning, the whole thing runs amazing, and I've heard the retract parts of Mind Blower are incredible. Yeah, so. Mind Blower is a great ride. I was I was impressed by that. I thought that was a lot of fun. It is a great ride, but it it definitely it tore itself apart too much. By the time I left Orlando, I was like, that thing's gonna fall apart while I'm riding yeah. it. I'm riding it again. Really? Wow. <laughs> then they retract it. So I haven't ridden it since they retract it, but I was like, it my I lived in Orlando for like eight months. And by the end of that eight months, I was like, this is dangerous. I'm never gonna ride <laughs> this ever again. <laughs> yeah, you can you can feel it. You can you can definitely tell when a roller coaster needs some loving. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this needs a lot of love. Yeah. Um, so, but it was fun. It was fun. I just, I, I think that the only way I could safely ride it would be if I consumed a lot of alcohol from being. <laughs> <laughs> that makes everything um, better. <laughs> That's true. <Valid. laughs> um, so with you being taken on IT as well, are you also in charge of like, your website and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I do all of the um, the website and all of our network infrastructure and all kinds of fun stuff. So I get to play with all the fun toys. Yeah. Do you also take care of your social, like your social media? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we do we do pretty much everything internally. Um, there are like. I'm not a graphic designer, so um, you know I know some graphic designers. So, like for logos and stuff like that, generally speaking, I kind of shop that out to some some friends and uh, you know designers and stuff like that. But for the most part, 
our TV commercials, our radio commercials, our website, um, everything I, I do. Um, I do it in house. Um, so again, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, I enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's a hobby for me. It's something I enjoy. And so it's cool that I get to do it for work, you know? Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it is such like a big thing to add on to there. And like website building is that, did you have a history doing those things or is that something you just picked up when it was given to you? Uh, so I have no formal training in either marketing HR or it, um, <laughs> I, I, I was an operations guy who was enthusiastic and willing to learn. Um, and, uh, so I've, I've taken a lot of, um, like online it classes to learn things. And, uh, luckily whenever the last it guy left, there was a little bit of a transition time. So I was able to kind of like follow him around like a puppy dog and, figure out where everything was and how to do things and, uh, all that kind of stuff. So that was, that was really helpful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's mostly self-taught, uh, and figuring it out as I go along. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. That's no, it's awesome fun. It's really fun. Cause like, I like learning. I like doing new things. That's the, the best thing about working in the amusement park industry is you never know what you're going to be doing the next day. Um, I did overnight security at Frontier City for a while um, while I was still in college to make some extra money. Um, and there was one night where uh, my boss called me and he was like, hey, we're getting a donkey delivered for the petting zoo at 2 a.m. for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> And so I need you to get the donkey and put it in the petting zoo. And uh, this was a stubborn donkey. And so it was four hours of trying to, you know, at two in the morning, trying to get this donkey to, to get into the petting zoo. So you just, you never know what you're going to be dealing with when you work in an amusement park. Um, and uh, so having such a diverse um, kind of department set that I've got, uh, it, it keeps it fun like that because you just, you never know. Yeah, that's so fun and interesting. Oh yeah, I've got all kinds of fun stories, man. If you if you've worked in this industry for any amount of time, you've got some crazy stories, man. <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever thought of doing any type of like off season tours or anything like that? Like a this is so, what we do during the off season. Yeah. So. Um, we we've done tours with like um local ace chapters or coaster enthusiasts like if a coaster enthusiast messages me on facebook um well messages the park on facebook and they're like hey i'm gonna be there in march are you gonna be open uh i'll be like no but i can do a lift walk with you if you want or you know stuff like that again great thing about being a family park um and so, uh, you know, like it, even during the season, if a coaster enthusiast, enthusiast messages and says, hey, I'm a coaster enthusiast, is Rampage going to be open while I'm going to be there? You know, whatever. I'll be like, yeah, it's going to be open. And if you want to come in early or stay after the park closes, we can do a lift walk. And like, so we get to do cool stuff like that for uh, for people. Um, but uh, we haven't done any kind of like formalized off-season type, um, you know, tours just for like the GP or whatever. Yeah. Well, it looks like I might have to get down to uh, Alabama really soon and do a fun little lift walk there. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I do it. I probably do it 10 times a year. Uh, yeah. And I, I do it more if, you know, more people ask. But yeah, um, but yeah no, I, I love hearing a coaster enthusiast coming into town because then I get to nerd out with them for a little bit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that has to be so fun for you. 
Oh yeah. No, that's, that's, that's honestly kind of the best thing about running social media is you kind of know what's happening sometimes before it happens and know who's coming before it happens and all that kind of stuff. So like, yeah. you know, if, uh, if a celebrity or something comes to the park, then, um, you know, I usually find out about it first and I get to break the news of, Oh, do you know who's coming to the park next week? And, <laughs> That's awesome. I, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. And weirdly, there's been a lot of movies um, being filmed in Bessemer lately. And so uh, we we do have a weird amount of celebrities coming into Bessemer, Alabama, of all places. Uh, we had a they actually almost filmed it in the park and then they found a better location. But uh, it was a Bruce Willis movie. Um, and so he came out to the park and I got to show him around and uh, talk to the director of uh, of the movie on where cameras can be placed and safely rigging them to rides and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. um, so yeah, it's cool. It's cool talking to those people. And then, you know, it's, that's my job. It's just what I do. I get paid to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun and interesting. I mean, you're right outside of Birmingham, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's about 20 minutes, uh, Southwest of Birmingham. Nice. So you, I mean, that's a, I, I would assume that's a pretty big market. So you, I, that's that, at least for your local guests that are coming in every year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, being a water park, water parks tend to be pretty hyper local. Um, you know, if, if you're going to water park, you're not driving more than 15 minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, since we are kind of both an amusement park and water park, we do have a pretty good reach. Um, about 10% of our guests last year were from Mississippi, which we don't even hardly advertise in Mississippi. Uh, and so that was a surprise looking over the data after at the end of the year. I was like, oh, all these, all of a sudden, all these Mississippi people are coming. This is neat. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 still primarily very much like a Birmingham Bessemer, like pretty, pretty local group of people. Um, and you know, kind of the uh, the the downside, I guess you could say, of the park is that it does have this kind of long history, I guess. You know, it's a 26-year-old park coming up on 27-year-old park. Um, and it's gone through six or seven owners in that time. Um, and some of the owners didn't care about the community. Uh, they the The owners before the Cooks, they bought the park, and they sold all of the rides except for Rampage. And then they sold the park. Um, so they literally bought the park to make some money real quick and then dump it. Um, and so, um, you know, the community has been burned a little bit by the park. And so that's something that the cooks have really focused on in the uh, the 11 years now that they've owned the park. Uh, this will be the 11th season um, is really fixing that community image getting the word out that it is better. It's not just people that want to take your money and run. Uh, and so, you know, that's why we offer free parking, free soft drinks, free sunscreen, free tubes, free shows, free, I can keep going. Um, and it's really to show like, we care. We want to be a family park. We want people to feel comfortable coming here. We want people to, you know, this to be their fun little local family vacation every year. Um, and, uh, you know, it's taken a lot to turn the reputation around from kind of how like honestly how bad it was before the cook spot the park yeah um jen do you have anything i, th I, th I thought you were going to say something 
no, I'm just like, it, that is a challenge. I can't even imagine like how long it can take to rebuild that rapport. Cause a lot of people hold on to that. Like my, my parents didn't go to Cedar Fair Parks for 20 years because they were burned by Cedar Fair Park once. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the thing is, is like, it's, it's not just like the, the, parents that get burned the, the kids get burned too and then whenever they grow up they're not going to take their kids either you know what i mean and um and so like you know for example whenever i first i shouldn't be talking about just these are all the bad things uh, but <laughs> but whenever i first moved here um you know I, i'm doing market research i'm trying to figure out you know what what the local market's like and all that kind of stuff and whenever you googled alabama adventure uh whenever i first got here um the first thing that came up was like riots that happened in the park in like 2010 or something like that. Not even our website came up first. It was a news article about riots happening in the park. Uh, and it was 10 years ago before the cooks owned the park. Um, and so, uh, you know, the park used to not be the safe, fun, family friendly place it is now. Um, and so it's, it's difficult to get that message out. Um, because it has dramatically changed. And that's some, that's some, a lot of the feedback we get is, man, it's so much better than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and that's just, that's all credit to the cooks. I mean, uh, just insane amounts of investment going into the park, uh, to build it back up policy changes. Um, I mean, everything like we do, I, I do a lot of like psychological research on how different music at different speeds at different, you know, pitches, keys, tones, um, and how that affects how people act and behave and stuff like that. And so that has an in influence on what music we put on our park sound system. Um, an, an hour before we close, uh, we start playing like old, like classic, like fifties music. Um, and uh, so it's kind of a fun little little way that we close out the park every day. Um, and so we, we do we've done insane things that no one will ever notice or care about. Um, that makes a huge difference in uh, the quality of the guest experience um, and how our guests behave even. Um, and it just it's made the park so much better from what I heard. Obviously, it was long before I got here that it was bad, but um, but yeah, so much better than it than it was before the cooks. You'd be amazed how much thought and effort goes into parks that you just have no idea, you know? Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, this is totally off topic. And I do want to say that's amazing. I, I want to say com congratulations to you as well for getting this uh, all this stuff turned around and uh, on the, the path to uh, to greatness down there is what I feel like. That's what yeah. I hear. No, I mean, it, it definitely feels that way. I mean, huge strides have been made. Attendance is kind of coming back. And um, yeah, we're just, it's, we're, we are very enthusiastic and have a lot of hope for the future. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're planning for that increased growth by, you know, maybe a future roller coaster coming and, you know, some, some, some big stuff could be coming to the park in hopefully the near future. Um, to help continue to grow and build the park and make it a fun place for people. So. Well, now I'm glad that we, uh, we have you on here today so we can help spread that message. So hopefully we can, you know, whatever, whoever might be listening to this, we'll be like, okay, well, you know, let's go check it out and things yeah. like that. 
Yeah. Um, I, I have a off-topic question here because I was just thinking about this. We were talking earlier before we started recording about the Super Bowl and whatnot, and mm-hmm. there was a uh, an ad for uh, the new Twister movie coming out. So. Um, new tornado movie and i'm big into weather and i know that they you have some crazy crazy weather down in your part um has there been any close calls with that park in a tornado not since i've been here um so the uh the the gm that convinced me to come out here um he's actually moved on to another water park at this point but so i guess the previous gm um he uh, he worked here under previous management from 2007 to 2010, I think. Um, and then he went to go work at Frontier City. And then he came back uh, again once the Cooks bought the park. Um, but uh, he said that on his first kind of tour of Alabama adventure, um, that they had they had a tornado go like within a mile of the park. Wow. Um, but you know, that was 10 years ago. It, it hasn't really happened since, but the weird thing is, is so whoever, whatever genius decided where they were going to build the park, uh, they built it in like this Valley. So, um, you know, we don't get a lot of like, at least like wind damage and stuff like that. Cause everything kind of just goes okay. right over. Um, yeah. The unfortunate thing is, is it's right next to the highway and you can't see it from the highway. You know what I mean? That is, that is so annoying. You know, I want to be able to show off our park right on this highway that 40,000 people drive on every single day. Um, yeah, but, that makes such a big mm-hmm. difference too. Mm-hmm. Like when you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and the crazy thing is, is, um, like I, I went, I was buying a car a couple years ago and there was a, there's a Chevy dealership like a mile down the road. Um, and, uh, I was talking to the salesman and, um, uh, he, you know, small chat, small talk, uh, where do you work? You know, that kind of stuff. And I told him, he's like, Oh, where's, there's a water park nearby. Where's that at? And I was like, it's a mile down the road, dude. What are you talking about? (laughs) He's like, Oh, that's what that is. Jeez, You're making me feel like I'm not doing my job well here. Come on, man. Uh, some people are just oblivious. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, well, how about we get into some of these questions, if that's cool with you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Then you want to kick us off? Yeah, I definitely can. So first, we have Velasa Coasting. He said, what's the most challenging part about being in park management that people might not think about? Ooh, that people might not think about. Well, so the obvious answer that people probably do think about, which I guess I'm not answering the question then, but uh, (laughs) the thing that people probably do realize is um, sometimes the guests can be a bit of a challenge, you know, Uh, you know, like you said, some people can be oblivious uh, and that always presents fun and interesting challenges. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think probably, man, that's an interesting question that people problems that people wouldn't think about. Hmm. You know, really, it's just as long as your focus is on the guest, making sure they're having fun, even if, you know, they can be a little stupid sometimes, um, then generally speaking, everything kind of works out in the end. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's always all kinds of everyday challenges, staffing and, uh, you know, figuring out how we're going to afford to redo rampage and you know there's there's all kinds of everyday challenges um but you know for the most part you focus on the guests and everything kind of works out 
you know who would have thought <laughs> people have fun and they give you money <laughs> yeah true that yeah it definitely makes sense yeah <laughs> um our next question is coming from mclovin and oh. uh from the el toro ryan channel coaster idiots uh, how do you balance duties for three separate park departments, marketing, IT, and HR? It is a challenge for sure. Uh, and I'll tell you, the challenging part is coming up. Um, the worst time of the year for me is like March, April, because um, we are simultaneously doing all of our marketing spends, uh, you know, getting all of our marketing deals figured out. Um, you know, I'm constantly in meetings with local radio stations and TV stations and talking to mom blogs and, um, you know, just constantly figuring out marketing stuff to get ready for the season and get all that stuff lined up. Um, and then uh, at the same time, I'm also getting all the IT infrastructure in place to make sure everything's ready to run for the park, making sure all the point of sale systems work and making sure the, the network is secure and, um, you know, that all of our, you know, information technology resources for training and development and all that kind of stuff are in place um and then also the hr side hiring 400 kids at the same time <laughs> you know uh and so it is a challenge for sure especially in that kind of march april time frame when just everything just comes together all at once and it's just kind of this perfect storm um but kind of really the way that I try to do it, it doesn't always work out this way. Um, but I try to like, all right, today's an IT day. Um, if something else comes up, I'm going to deal with it. Um, you know, if a marketing thing comes up and I got to jump on a call or do a news interview or something like that, um, I'll handle that, but I'm going to try and mainly focus on IT today. And then the next day, uh, I really, you know, we've got interviews today. I really got to focus to make sure that our interviews are ready and set up, um, and that we've got all of our onboarding resources in place and all that kind of stuff. And so I really, it's probably not the most organized way to handle it, but I kind of take it day by day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to be like super on your toes and adaptable in that kind of situation. Oh yeah. No, I mean, like, like I said, you, you never, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, the news could just show up and not tell you they're going to show up that day and they want an interview. And, um, you know, we could have a coaster enthusiast show up and, uh, they want to do a behind the scenes tour or, um, some manager has interview scheduled and they didn't tell me. And I've got 30 kids that are getting interviewed and need to be onboarded into the system that day. And so, uh, you know, I try and make plans, but keep them loose. And if something else happens and you just you deal with it as it comes, <laughs> just got to roll with it. Yep. <laughs> right uh, on. We got next, we have Cedar Kev. He said, what type of park events would you like to see happen in the future? Ooh, I love this question, actually. Um, so uh, like I said, one of my responsibilities at Frontier City was um, special events and stuff. And so I was in charge of Halloween, Christmas, Fourth of July, stuff like that. Um, and my favorite thing in the world is Halloween. It is so much fun. Uh, working with uh, scare actors is incredible because they're just weird people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like weird in the coolest way you know what i mean like uh i had this guy working for me and he showed up to the audition wearing clown makeup um and i was like oh cool he's like 
trying to come in character. And he's like, he's in this, right? Uh, I ran into him at, at Walmart in March. He's wearing that clown makeup still. And I was like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> People are going to think you're a serial killer. Um, but he's the nicest guy ever. The nicest, coolest dude ever. Uh, but he looks horrifying. You know, he's like 6'3 and 200 pounds and just could destroy you if he wanted. But uh, the nicest guy in the world, just with creepy clown makeup, because I don't know why. But that's it, his thing, was I guess. The wrong type of paint, and it's actually permanent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just couldn't wash it off. It's just there forever now. Uh, oh, but yeah, no, I love Halloween. I love um designing haunted houses thinking about like oh we're gonna put this here to draw the guest's eye over here that way someone else can come from over here and get them from behind or you know oh if we design this platform we can get someone to jump down from above and like you know there's just so many cool like creative solutions um to problems and problem solving and stuff that comes up whenever designing haunted houses and uh you know coming up with fun ways to to train scare actors um, and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I love Halloween. Uh, we are currently exploring the idea of Halloween in 2025. Hasn't been announced either. You're getting all the exclusives here. All right. um, but, uh, but yeah, so we're hoping 2025 to add Halloween. Now, that being said, it may not happen. Don't hold your breath. Um but uh, but we're exploring the option. 2026 may be more realistic, but um, but yeah, exploring the option for that because it's just I love Halloween. What would if you had to think of it right now? Do you know what you would if personally, not what the park would want to do, but what you would want to call your Halloween event down there? Ooh, see, I suck at names. I yeah. suck at names. It takes me months to come up with names, man. Um. It's all good. I just thought you might know of something that no. you thought about. Uh, I'm going to be thinking about it forever now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, if you think of it, just, you know, let us know. I'll just randomly blurt out some random nonsense and be like, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Halloween. Yep. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. um, so our next question comes from Laurel XL 200. <laughs> Laurel. Uh, he is a Magnum stand up at Cedar Point. So, uh, what is, is like your Magnum stand? Yeah. Also. Okay. Excel. <laughs> um, what is your favorite roller coaster color? Roller. Oh, ooh, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. red's a classic. You can't be red, right? Yeah. Like a nice new coaster in red. That just looks so beautiful. I loved that silver bullet was silver. I've always liked that that color on that coaster. Um, but yeah, I think I got to go with red. What beats red? Come on. Yeah, especially like a fresh coat of red paint. Yeah, just like a cherry red, like a Ferrari red. That's just gnarly. Yeah. I will say this, though. I think I I would like to see black track on a, on a steel coaster sometime. I don't see Ooh. you don't see that too often. You don't. You don't. And it, it's I think I think it's because uh rust and like dust and stuff shows up really yeah. hard on it sometimes you gotta you gotta pick the right like matte black kind of color which a lot of parks don't want to paint their color their coasters matte color but yeah but yeah no <laughs> yeah no black is sick though black does look good when it's done 
The only one I can really think of right off the top of my head is Velocicoaster. Same. But yeah, looks- no, that's true. Velocicoaster does look really good. It and it still sick. looks good. It still looks good. It's, I mean, it's coming up on, what, three, four years now? Yeah, yeah. and I guess Hagrid's too. Hagrid's looks really good. Like, I guess you yeah. don't really see Hagrid's as much. It's not, like, right there in your yeah. view. But the top hat still looks fantastic for Velocicoaster three years later. And yeah. it's got to handle that Florida sun, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and rain and hurricanes and, man, Floridians yeah. just get it all. um all right we got hawk vandalay next um he says what roller coaster are you asking to be your valentine in 2024 (laughs) oh okay i feel like there's got to be a clever answer to that um i don't know my favorite coaster And it, I don't know if it should be. It's it, and I wow. Now I can't even think of the name. Of it I'm just blanking like crazy right now. The the RMC at Fiesta Texas. Um, is it it's Iron Rattler? Yeah. Oh my God, I love that roller coaster. It is so cool the way it uses the terrain and just ugh, that is my favorite roller coaster. I love it. I yeah, honestly, I kind of, I kind of love RMC. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I really like RMC too. That um, coaster I have not ridden, but it is like one of my number one bucket. Like it's like definitely top three bucket list US coasters for me. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's so beautiful. Like the way that it dives off that um, the quarry wall. I'm like, I want to experience it. It looks so pretty. Yeah. No. And that that park, that's another Six Flags park that is just, it's in my opinion, it's the best Six Flags park. Um, the park president, Jeff uh, Jeffrey, is the coolest guy on the planet. Um, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's a coaster nerd. Um, and, uh, you know, he's really done so much to make that park what it is. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I just I love that park. It's a great park. Definitely yeah. 2024. You got to go. It is on my bucket list to go. I um, We tried to make it happen last March, me and my friend. Um, I don't know if you know Brian from Coaster365. We did a Texas trip, and we tried so hard to make it to Fiesta, Texas. But the only thing that we could, like, logically make work in the time frame that we had to was over Texas. And mm-hmm. I was like, you have no idea how sad I am that I'm at Six Flags over Texas yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. But... Fiesta's pretty far south. I mean, it's not like they're close. They're like eight hours apart or something like that. Exactly. And we were trying to fly to go to Fiesta, Texas, but when we couldn't make it work, we were like, we'll go to over Texas. And But that did bring me to Silver Bullet at Frontier City. So See, so it all worked out. It, it all worked, worked out. out. <laughs> it worked out. Uh, I would, You know, my, my Valentine goes to maverick at cedar point i thought you were about oh. to feel vengeance i was gonna no. work you so hard <laughs> dude i i have a confession i have a confession as a coaster nerd a coaster enthusiast i've never been to cedar point i know i'm a terrible human i hate well, myself too <laughs> when you when you come up this way if you ever come up to king's island or cedar point let me know i'll meet up with you we can ride some coasters heck yeah let's do it Yep. Um, you're gonna get on Steel Vengeance and be like, "This is the most disappointing RMC." In the oh country. no! Don't say that. She's so, just a hater. So overhyped. <laughs> you're gonna get on it and you're gonna be like, "This is so overhyped. It should have been done 15 minutes ago." <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, people were saying that was like number one on the coaster list whenever that came out. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm a huge, I think that. Twisted You're sounding like a hater, Jen. You're sounding Twisted like a hater. Timbers is the far superior. It is everything that Steel Vengeance should be. <laughs> Twisted Timbers is incredible. And it is everything Steel Vengeance should be. And Jen, we know your your Valentine goes to Talon. We have to yeah, mention Talon Park. The answer is Talon at Dorney Park. But um, I feel like Silver Bullet at Frontier City is pretty up there too because they're both go. very underappreciated rides. Talon's starting to get its appreciation now that I've harassed all of Twitter about Talon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Next question is kind of a silly one uh, from Execution Man. Waffles or pancakes? Ooh, uh, oh man, that's such a mood thing, right? You yeah. can't pick one. Um, I th I think it. Uh, I'm going waffles. I'm going waffles. Got to go waffles. It's got individual containers for the syrup. I mean, Ooh, yeah, it's <laughs> perfection in design. On the other way, without thought, I'm going pancakes. Wow, just I'm from a the gut. Lover. Okay, fair enough. See, my problem is, is in college, you can make pancakes for like 20 cents, right? So like, we always had pancake mix in my dorm. And so I ate pancakes like every day for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> I ate pancakes at least three times a week. That's incredible. I them. <laughs> That's incredible. I put different spices in them. So they're different every time. Like sometimes they're spices. like spices. Yeah. Like spices in your pancakes? Pumpkin pie spice and vanilla. Sometimes I'll put some rum extract in there and like a different, like some baking spices. It's so good. It's game changing. You'll love pancakes. Jen's fancy with her pancakes. Yeah. yeah I'm not fancy with anything else. I'm a terrible <laughs> cook, but I make some fancy pancakes. <laughs> Fancy pancakes. That's your that's your your new restaurant. Fancy pancakes. Fancy. Uh, I think I think that should be your Twitter handle. There you go. <laughs> Fancy pancakes. <laughs> that would be a good one. I had announcement. New coaster coming in 2027 called Fancy Pancakes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. What, I love it. What kind of coaster type would it be? <laughs> oh, a spinner. I mean, I I, I guess if. If Holiday World's going to call their their little Vacoma thing good gravy, then I guess it'd have to be something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you'd have to make the trains like little pancakes, and then you're sitting in a little stack of butter. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I cute. Like it. I like it. I'm digging it. You I slide it. Gotta do it now. <laughs> and you know how on good gravy they go through the cranberry can, but you could have a syrup bottle you go through. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A like, mixing oh, bowl and a griddle that actually puts off heat. Yeah, there's Ooh, so many so possibilities, much man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have like um, have like a fire room like in Mummy, you know? Yeah. 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 That would be iconic. I like it. Um, we'll make it happen. I wish that French toast was on here because I would choose that, but um, pancakes oh. on my end as well. Yeah, if French toast were an option. That's that's a no-brainer. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Still pancake lover. My mine is still pancakes. Unless it's but Waffle House, I get down on some Waffle House. I could I could do some Waffle House. I'm more of an IHOP guy. Yeah, but that's pancakes. That's true. That is true. 
That is true. All right. I've, and we just kind of switched there. You may have caught me. You may have caught me here. I've never had waffles at a Waffle House. Have you ever been to a Waffle House? Yes, I have. I've I've probably been too drunk to remember being at a Waffle House. But um, Touche. Yeah, I, I've been to ones in Orlando a couple of times, but I've never once had waffles at a Waffle House. Well, now, you haven't... You haven't been to a Waffle House unless you've been there at three in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't I thought count. That was the only time that you go, I thought it was like bars closing. You have to get food. Go to a Waffle House. Do people actually go during the day? I don't think they're open during the day. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <But that laughs> they are in Ohio, out. and there's like one person there at a time. So yeah, yeah, that checks out. Okay, just the cook smoking over the grill, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when you're at you're there at 3 a.m., you have you sitting here with your group and then you have a fight going on back here. And then <laughs> you got to avoid the chairs, <laughs> avoid the chairs flying through the air. That's yeah. part of the charm. That's why we love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We got um, the next one is the drunk riders. They said tide or tigers. Oh, see, okay, I'm from Oklahoma. So like go pokes. Um, so. I don't care. <laughs> is that OSU, Oklahoma baby? State? Oklahoma is State. That, Oklahoma State, okay. Oklahoma State. See, you're OSU, and then mm -hmm. here in Ohio State, we're also OSU, so right. Oregon State is also OSU. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always got to be confusing in some way. They're like, go OSU. Oh, yeah, which one? Oh. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, no, uh, I, I had a meeting with the local radio station in Tuscaloosa, which, if you don't know, that's where university of alabama is um and um the news station is actually in the stadium uh it's like part of like one of the buildings attached to the stadium so i'm having this meeting talking about um you know like tv ads and uh you know whatever and um there was like hey do you want to like see the locker room and like walk on the field and stuff and i was like yes <laughs> so i guess i guess if i had to pick one I, i'd go uh roll tide roll tide nice um next next guy uh big empty three has two questions and um uh, you kind of maybe touched on this a little bit uh his question i think i think he's been to the park i'm not sure um are there any plans to add any new thrill rides to the dry park and then how do uh how does it feel to work with pat cook she seems like the sweetest person I have so much to say about both those questions. Oh my God. Okay. So we'll do it. In, do them in order. Um, okay. Thrill rights. Yes, absolutely. hundred um, percent. We have, uh, we've got big plans for the amusement park. Um, like I said, the owners before the cooks, they sold all of the rides other than rampage. They would have sold rampage if they could, but like, how do you take apart a wooden roller coaster and sell it? Um, so thank God they couldn't figure that out. Um, but uh, you know, again, the cooks wanting to fix the park image, make it family friendly, all that kind of stuff. Um, the primary focus has been to, um, to really focus on family rides. Um, excuse me. Um, and so we've really focused on putting in rides that, um, you know, not only can little Timmy ride, but mom and dad can, and maybe grandma too, you know? Um, and so that's really kind of been the focus to one repair the image of the park, um, and to let families feel like this is a place for them. Um, but we've got a pretty good mix of kind of kiddie rides and 
low thrill rides right now. Um, and so the plan over the next however many years, I mean, it's going to, it's going to take time. Um, but the, definitely the plan is to, um, to add some, some new high thrill rides that are going to get people like you guys to come out. You know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, you know, that's definitely kind of the next demographic we want to go after is, is the, the thrill seekers, you know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, we're adding a new, a new attraction this year. Uh, it's a water slide. Um, but, uh, we probably have one more water park attraction that we want to add. Um, it probably won't be next year. We'll probably do an amusement park attraction next year, but then the year after that, we'll do that water slide. Um, and, uh, once we do that, we're going to be focusing almost 100% on the amusement park um, at that point to bring in the thrill rides. Um, you know, Dan's uh, Dan, the owner, um, he his his dream is to to get a hyper coaster up on the on the hill. Um, and so, uh, so long story short, yes, absolutely. And we've got some we've got some pretty cool plans on on um, some stuff that we can add. And we're always looking for for. Uh, for cool stuff that people will enjoy, um, and be thrilling and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's hopefully that kind of explains why, like if you were to come to the park, you'd be like, your rides are lame. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not because we wanted to put in lame rides. We wanted stuff for the kids. And now that we've got that, we'll move on, move on up and get some more thrilling stuff. Um, second part of the question, Miss Cook, coolest person on the planet. Oh my God. God, if you ever get to meet Mrs. Cook, she is so cool. She's 92 years old. Uh, two years or 10 years ago, she was still running marathons, uh, like literal marathons, like 24.2 miles. Um, she's a boss, dude. She is incredible. We call her the general. Um, and uh, like if if you come to the park, um you will probably see her. She had some health issues last year, so she wasn't at the park as much. But generally speaking, she's here pretty much every single day we're open. Um, she literally sleeps in the park. We have like an apartment for her. Um, and um, she is flipping burgers or making pizza or picking up trash. I mean, she is. She works harder than I do. Um, she is just a boss, dude. Um, and if you, if you don't know anything about her... Um, then you probably don't know about the Santa letters. Do you guys know about the the Santa letters? You heard about I that? I think I do. Okay, cool. This is going to blow your mind. This is a cool thing. Um, so every letter written to Santa Claus goes to three places. Uh, and I can never remember one of them, but North Pole, New Jersey is one. Santa Claus, Indiana is another. And then there's a third one somewhere. I don't remember. Um and so Mrs. Cook runs a nonprofit organization that actually answers a third of the letters written to Santa. Um, and not just in the US. I mean, like they're like translating Russian and stuff in there. Like it's it's crazy. Um, and you know, it's everything from like, I want a puppy to like pretty heavy stuff, like my dad's in jail or my mom died or you know, whatever. And so um, you know, she puts together these. Uh, volunteers and trains them and shows them, you know, how to address all those, you know, some of them are really sensitive issues for like a kid that's reaching out for help, you know? Um, and so it's just the coolest thing uh, where, 
you know, sometimes we'll actually send some of the full-time staff up there to help uh, answer some of those letters and stuff. And so that's a, that's a cool thing that we get to do. And so it's just, it's the coolest thing where, you know, all these letters written to Santa, um, she helps Santa answer, you know, which is, which is cool. Um, and it's just, it's part of, part of the Cook family history, you know, growing up in Santa Claus, Indiana and, you know, building that town, um, you know, from the ground up, I mean, that family built the town, you know, um, and, uh, you know, just this, the amazing stuff that park is doing is, is awesome. And it's just all part of kind of the family legacy. Um, and part of that legacy is answering letters written to Santa. Uh, she was also a nun at one point of her life and just like, Oh my God, she's got the coolest stories, man. She is just the coolest person on the planet. And at 92 years old to still be spending you know, 80 days of her summer walking around the park, interacting with team members, talking to pretty much every single guest that comes into the park. Um, you know, she's at the front gate at opening. Uh, she's at the, at the exit gate every night. Uh, so she talks to literally almost every single one of our guests, um, and says hi and gives hugs and, uh, you know, how you doings and, um, you know, just, just the coolest person, such a cool person. That's amazing. I love seeing how enthusiastic you are to talk about her because that's that's so telling to me the type of person she is. Oh yeah. And how special she is. That's um absolutely beautiful. Yeah. No, it's just there there is something special about the Cook family. You know, they're just they're all incredible people and um their their passion for the industry and for making like it sounds mark like like I'm marketing manager here, you know, like, but like the truth is, is like for real, like, like their passion for the industry and for making people have a fun, safe place, um, to spend their summers is, I mean, it's, it's awe inspiring. Dan and Mrs. Cook didn't take a paycheck. They didn't make a dollar for the first nine years they ran the park and they still don't make hardly anything. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they do it because they care, you know, um, whenever they first got here, the first thing they did, um, they called the press conference, they rented a crane and they used the crane to pick up all the ticket booths in the parking lot. And they put them like 50 feet in the air and they dropped them, uh, to show we're not going to dinkle and dime you. We're free parking. Uh, we're also going to do free soft drinks, you know? Um, and it's, and it's not a marketing gimmick. It's passion. It's, it's, really, you know, caring about, um, when you visit a park and you're there with your family, you shouldn't be grabbing your wallet every five minutes. I mean, you guys have been to those parks where like for a little bit, a certain unnamed chain, I think was charging for you to sit in a chair at a water park. Like that's insane, you know? And yeah. so like, you can't, you can't have fun when you're grabbing your wallet all the time. And so, um, so yeah, it's just, it's the, the Cook family is an incredible, uh, group of people to work for. And, uh, I don't think Birmingham fully realizes how lucky they are to have such an incredible family that really cares about the community and the park, um, and just making sure families have fun, you know? And again, it sounds marketing, but it's true. It's so true and it's so cool. And I, I get to see it every day, which is even cooler. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah. So we I forgot to to mention this to you before we got oh, it. No. We got started here. <laughs> but uh -oh. we ask all of our guests at the end of every episode to give us one of your hottest takes. It can be coaster related, theme park related, or not. Whatever you think might be one of your hottest takes. Man. I should have told you beforehand. I, I forgot. <laughs> I, I think I'm about to upset some people. Haggard's is dope. It's not worth the hype. Ooh. It's a cool ride. It's innovative. The drop is dope. It smooth it's cool looking yeah okay. i just think it's not worth the line like that that's what it, that, i guess that's really what i'm saying like yeah if, if it's a slow day at the park it's a great ride is it worth even an hour and a half wait nah go ride the last coaster I go ride hulk for the 40th time you know <laughs> i won't agree with hulk but i won't agree <laughs> with go ride velocicoaster <laughs> Hulk is oh, Hulk will get yeah, you. but the line's short. The line's short. The line See, I'm spoiled. Short. Oh my goodness. My problem is, is like working in amusement parks. Like, you know, it's, if it's a slow day, I could just jump on a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like during the off season, while we're only open on weekends, like after work, you know, we're like, oh, it's five o'clock. Everyone grab some beers. Let's go chill in the lazy river. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you just, you get kind of spoiled, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hate lines. I hate lines. But I, we want to see lines at, a, at Alabama Adventure though. That's, what that's right. And I will say if you, if you ever come here, uh, like Rampage, for example, busiest Saturday of the year, you will never wait more than like a cycle or two to get on. Uh, our lines are so short. Our operators are so fast um, that like you never wait in line. So uh, yeah, give us, come, come hang out. Yep, for sure. Uh, I'm definitely going to make a plan to come down there, uh, you know, do a lift walk or, or whatever. And for sure. Hang no, definitely any, any coaster enthusiasts that come out to the park this year, if you know, I'm going to try really hard to get the word out that Rampage isn't open because I don't want anyone to come expecting to ride it and then get disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, if you come out at the park, whether you know it's open or not, uh, I'm going to make it up to you and uh, I'm going to do my best. I can't promise, you know, some days are busy, uh, so I can't promise every single day that I can do a million lift walks. But if I can, I promise I will I will do a lift walk for you. Send us a message on Facebook. Let me know you're coming. Uh, try try and do it a little bit in advance. Um, and uh, I'll try and give you a lift walk for sure. And that goes everyone watching, listening, whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And then the uh, and also as well, when you if you whenever you make it up to Ohio, let me know and uh, we'll hang out and ride some coasters. Yeah, for sure. No, I Cedar Point's on the bucket list for sure. I'm hoping I'm hoping probably next year I'm going right to be on. up there. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Alex, I'm going to thank you for coming and hanging out uh, with us. Uh, that means a lot. Yeah. No, yeah, thank you guys so much. I had a blast. I love nerding out about this stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, no, anytime you guys want to come out at the park, anytime you, you know, want to be bored by me rambling again, then just let me know. Sounds good. Thanks for getting into detail with us. Uh, um, really exciting episode. I'm, I'm I'm excited to get this out for everybody to hear. Yeah. yeah no, me too. too. <laughs> uh, anyway, yep. Like I said, brings us to the end of the episode. So we will see everybody next week. Bye, guys. 
This has been the Theme Park Stand Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll see you all next time.